Welcome to Being Eve. I'm your host, Casey Alexis, and this podcast is designed for the everyday woman who seeks to do more than just survive. You want to thrive. The goal is to inspire, empower, and encourage you as you find commonalities within my story and the stories of some extraordinary guests. Join me as we dive into this brand new episode. Hey there, ladies. It's Thursday, and you know what that means. It's a GEMS episode. So by now, you ladies know that this episode is all about the GEMS that I was able to put into my heart pocket from my recent conversation with Laura Paget from episode 22 for the love of sisterhood. If you haven't had an opportunity to tune into that episode, just stop right here, head on over there expeditiously (laughs) and press play on episode 22. You will not regret it. So ladies, are you ready? But before I jump into the GEMS episode, I'm going to be really transparent. I know I'm normally transparent, but this is going to be a little extra transparent (laughs) for you all. And I think this needs to be said specifically in the day and age we are living in. So the last three guest episodes on Being Eve have changed me in a lot of ways. I've been able to tap into God and into my healing process more than I thought I could because of these stories shared from Tina, Sharon, and most recently, Laura. I was able to see myself in these ladies' stories as if I had a mirror directly to my face. I'm saying all of this because prior to having these ladies on the podcast, I struggled a bit, y'all. I struggled because as a black woman, I had a moment where I thought, will my audience be able to relate? Should I just cater to women that look like me since we don't necessarily have platforms where our stories are shared and uplifted? Then I struggled on whether or not the Being Eve audience will be able to embrace these stories and see themselves in the stories of these women. Long story short, ladies, I struggled with my flesh. I struggled with what a lot of people struggle with in today's world, division. I struggled with whether I would allow my race as defined by humanity to dictate how I would operate on this podcast or whether or not I would allow my identity in Christ to dictate how I ebbed and flowed on this podcast. And in the end, my identity in Christ won. And I'm so glad that it did. You see, one thing that I walked away with through my time that I spent with each of these wonderful women was the fact that the human experience is the human experience. We are all getting hit upside the head by this thing called life in some way, shape or form. The devil doesn't care about race when he wants to steal, kill and destroy families and generations. He doesn't care about demographics, wealth, or any of those divisive characteristics he uses to separate us. COVID-19, aka coronavirus, is teaching us just that. It's not coming for a specific uh, population. It's not coming for rich, poor, black or white, or any of those things. It's coming for healthy lives. Healthy human lives. Period. 
The enemy uses these divisive tactics like race and wealth and any other thing that we could come up with because he knows we are stronger together than we are apart. So if you are a woman of color, I hope you gave these last episodes a chance. I hope you listened and tuned in to Tina's story, to Sharon's, to Laura's. And if you are a lovely lady of the Caucasian persuasion, I hope listening to Being Eve gives you a glimpse into who we are as women of color. And that because you begin to see us for who we are, the inside of us, the heart of us, you'll begin to embrace us as your sisters as we all do this thing called life together. Ladies, let us embrace the sisterhood with acceptance and most importantly, God's love. Okay, now that I got all of that off of my chest, let's jump into the gems. Right off the bat (laughs) with the conversation that I had with Lauren, ladies, is the great reminder of how important our creation stories are to our overall perspective when it comes to this thing called life and who we are and who we have become as adults. The people we grew up with, the people who raised us, the people who shaped certain ideals in us, the people who first uh, placed the picture of God in us is so important to look at and reflect on because our creation story literally shaped and molded who we are now as adults without God's intervention. And it's we don't face those realities of that creation story, we'll never be able to truly close those doors that have long since been opened because we aren't willing to face some of those experiences. And like Laura shared with her own journey of not having a healthy dad present in her life and how it all played a part in her emotional immaturity, which leads me to the gem when she spoke about being a child, emotionally being a child, even though she had reached points of adulthood. Let me tell you, ladies, from my own experience that that is a real thing. (laughs) Emotional intelligence is a real thing, and it is defined as the capacity to be aware of, control, and express one's emotion and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathetically. Ladies, based on your creation story, aka the way you were raised, this is extremely important into how you handle certain circumstances and situations because if you weren't taught how to be how to emotionally respond to things appropriately, guess what? When you become an adult, you're going to have issues responding to people when emotions take place, right? When emotions are in the way. Have you ever had certain circumstances or situations within your own life, not talking about anyone else, but in your own life where you reacted erratically or irrationally? And you were literally having an adult tantrum. Or maybe you were in a relationship with someone and they were erratic with their emotions. They were irrational. They were having adult tantrums. 
in any of those situations, it's time to literally, if you can see yourself in that and what Laura shared, it's time to sit down and reflect. Reflect along with your journal, reflect with God in your time of prayer, or reflect with a therapist. But whatever you choose, ladies, there is so much information available to us out there to support us in our healing process. Okay, it's no longer an excuse to not want to heal. It is a decision because there's so much out there available to us nowadays. And just sharing from my own experience so that you can know we all have certain things that we have to deal with in our life. And it happens in stages. Like recently, I had to deal with the fact that at points in my life and when I was growing up, I was emotionally neglected. And it wasn't purposely done by my parents. They worked hard. They were always outside of the home. But guess what? It left a opening there. It left a gap there. And so it wasn't until I recently had an incident when I felt that neglect and it was showing up in my emotions. All of a sudden, I'm, my emotions are all out of whack. I'm angry for no reason. I'm like pacing the floor, not realizing why I feel this way. And it's not until like I sat down and began to write out everything that I was feeling in that moment. Every um, emotion, I started to just write it down that it hit me like a tongue of bricks. You were emotionally neglected. And when I looked at the definition Everything that fell under that definition was what I was feeling in that moment. And this is something that happened recently, right? So the healing process is continuous and is consistent, ladies. It's never ending, right? But we have to be brave enough to do the work. So again, it's no longer an excuse to not want to heal. We're actually making a decision when we have all this information in front of us and we're just not doing the work, right? Just know that it's a decision that you're making when you're saying, I don't want to do the work or I'm afraid or I'm not willing, right? It's not easy, ladies, but I promise you it is worth it. So if you can see yourself in any of those areas where you're feeling like you're not expressing your emotions appropriately, you don't have control over your emotions, you don't handle interpersonal relationships well, you're not empathetic, you don't handle relationships judiciously, it's time to sit, reflect, and do the necessary work. Okay? Love you ladies, but it's time. Next gem. All right, so let's talk about some honesty here. <laughs> when Laura shared how Jesus was on her tail, when she talked about, I don't know what this white man on a piece of wood, <laughs> I fell out when I heard that, ladies, because I know so many of us can relate, right? Who is this Jesus, right? We know people who talk like that. If you can't relate personally, you know someone's like, yo, I don't relate to this Jesus, this blonde hair, blue eyed Jesus that you're trying to feed me. Who is this man that you're trying to tell me about? I don't know who he is. So when Laura shared that, I just was laughing on the inside because I know all too well how that looks like. And so I could just imagine it. But when Jesus is on your tail, y'all, he does not give up and he won't give in. Okay. <laughs> 
That's one thing I know for a fact. When God is on your tail, you can't shake him off at all. He, There's literally nowhere to go because he is everywhere. He is omniscient. He is omnipresent. And he will send as many people as he needs to, okay, to get your attention. He will impact your dreams. He will allow certain things to take place just as he did with Laura on her own road to Damascus, right? When he is on your tail, there isn't much you can do about it, but just say, okay, Lord, (laughs) I submit. So if you are listening to the sound of my voice right now and you have been running from God, listen up, learn from the likes of Jonah who was swallowed by a whole whale, okay, for attempting to run from God's call. Okay, learn from Laura who was awakened in the middle of the night with pains in her wrists and her feet. And just respond like Eli told Samuel, when you hear the voice of God calling out to you, just say, here I am, Lord. (laughs) Just say, here I am. I submit. Okay, God, I've had enough because he will not stop. Okay, he will be on your tail and you will save yourself a lot of wasted time from running. Okay, just take your running shoes off. Let it go like Forrest Gump. Let it go at the end when he just stopped running and he just went back home. Just go. Just come. Just come home. Okay come home. (laughs) All right. One of the most precious gems in this episode. Let's talk about it, y'all. Let's talk about Dolores. Yes, let's talk about good sister friend Dolores. God rest her soul. I know that she's in heaven rejoicing and having a good time with everyone up there. Let's talk about how we all need a Dolores in our lives. Ladies, we all need a sister friend that embodies the love of God the way that Dolores embodied the love of God as she was such a blessing to Laura's life. Let's talk about how we also need to embody the love of God in our lives so we can be that for our sister friends. Let's talk about it for a moment. And I want to start out by dissecting the type of love the type of God love, that type of agape love that Dolores embodied. And that love is described so well in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith. It is always hopeful and it endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in an unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. As I sat and listened to those characteristics that Laura shared about Dolores, 1 Corinthians 13 just kept going off like an alarm because it truly embodies everything Laura described. And as I looked at myself, right, because hearing that you automatically go into, well, you should (laughs) go into self-examination mode because I know I did. I looked at my old friendships and some of the relationships that I had in the past years ago, and I'm looking at my friendships and my sisterhood now. And I have to be honest, back in the day, I would have never had the patience (laughs) to love the way Dolores loved Laura. 
Okay, because that means that you are there through thick and thick. I don't think I would have had the patience. Matter of fact, I know I wouldn't have had the patience to love someone like that. But one of the things Laura shared that was a major mic drop for me was when she said, you don't control what you love. And as I allowed that word to marinate in my heart, I said, wow, she's absolutely right. That's exactly why God gives us free will. He loves us too much, ladies, to try to control us. And when and he doesn't control us because he wants us to love him freely. He wants us to freely love him, to freely obey him because we love him, not because we fear him or because he is controlling us. And as I sat and examined myself, I realized that's why Dolores had a patience that surpasses all understanding with Laura. That that God type of love was so patient and was so kind to her, even in the midst of her mistakes, she was still there. She didn't try to control her. She didn't try to overpower her with the word or try to use the gospel as a form of control over her life. She just simply loved her because that's what God does with us. He just simply loves us and he's patient with us and he's kind to us. He reprimands us because he is our father, but he loves us still. And as I sat and examined myself, me learning and understanding how to love like that came solely through my own healing process. Because I'm healing, I'm also allowing the love of God to flow through me more freely. I can totally relate and understand that type of love now compared to before with old friendships and and old relationships. I would have never been able to love like that with a broken heart and with a broken soul. So now that being healed, I can totally relate to it. I can totally understand it. That type of love is the love that Jesus describes when he says there is no greater love than the love of one who laid down their life for one's friends. And that is on God, ladies, because a friend like that will willingly lay down their wants and desires to see their friend do better. And that's why I brought up the David and Jonathan situation, because if you sit down and read David's story and see how Jonathan loved him and he loved Jonathan, their relationship was so solid to the point where Jonathan would would withhold information from his father on David's whereabouts. He allowed David to escape from Saul's hands. They truly had a godly friendship. He knew David loved him and he loved David. And the love transcended years after Jonathan and Saul's passing. Because once David learned that one of Jonathan's sons who had survived the whole debacle and was actually crippled because they were trying to escape with him at one point, he took that son and gave him a seat of honor at his king's table. His love for Jonathan never ended. It transcended generations. And so I want to take this moment to ask you, do you have a sister friend that loves you like that? Do you have a sister friend that will pray with you and for you about the things that you love, that will, so, that will love you 
to the point that that love surpasses you and goes into everything you care about and hold dear. That they will pray for your children as if they were praying for their own children. If you don't have at least one sister friend like that in your corner, pray for one. And I hope and pray that you will attain one because it makes a world of a difference to have a sister friend like that in your corner. And that's my hope for all of us as we continue to heal and allow the love of God to pour through us is that we will become more inclined to build relationships with the love of God right at the center. Because there's nothing like having life being spoken into you from another life-bearing sister friend. It's one of my mantras that I say consistently, surround yourself with women that speak life. It will change your life. And that too is on God, ladies. I promise you, being around women that speak life consistently, speak life that encourages, speak life that empowers, speak life that inspires. When you're around women like that, that talk on that level, my God, (laughs) your life will literally change. All right. Your surroundings, your environment will literally change. When a life bearer speaks words of encouragement, that to me, is literally the breath of life pouring into you. It literally can give you another opportunity to get back up and fight another day. This is why this podcast is women-centered. Although there are men that tune in from time to time, my primary focus is for us as women to know our true value and the gift that God has placed inside of us each and every one of us with the power to bear life and with that speak life into our households, into our relationships, into our marriages, into our children, into our churches, into our businesses, into our communities, our careers, our government, etc. To speak life where death seems present, where tragedy may have strike, where calamity may be near, that in every season we speak the words of Christ in boldness and authority over any situation, that no weapon formed against us will prosper, and that every tongue that rises up against us in judgment to condemn us will fall. So ladies, hold on to that. Hold on to that. Seek that. Pray for that, that the Lord will send you a mighty woman of God that will surround you and be there with you, that will pour into you, and that you will turn around and do the same, just as Laura did right? Dolores poured it into her and she turned around and paid it forward. And now she's mentoring young women to know their value and to know their worth. The last and final gem of all gems was the story Laura shared about her mother's ring. See, if y'all didn't hear the episode, y'all need to go back now, okay? (laughs) Because you need to know the story to know what I'm talking about at this point. The story about the ring blessed my heart so much, ladies. The fact that when the jeweler restored the ring and in that moment as she held this beautiful restored ring, she was able to forgive her mother and forgive herself. Wow, wow, wow. The power of forgiveness. But ladies, did you catch when Laura said that when she passes, when she 
dies, the ring is going to go to her granddaughter. Pay attention to this. Her granddaughter will not inherit the old busted ring, but she's going to get the restored ring. What a great physical reminder that a generational curse had been broken. Her granddaughter will not inherit the sins of the past, but will inherit the restorative power of Christ. Ladies, do the work. I know it's hard. I know it's not easy, but it certainly will be worth it. Heal, 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 ladies. Forgive, forgive, forgive. It's not easy, but it is so worth it. It is so worth it to live a better life that thrives and be able to pass that on to your children, not passing them on a dirty, rusty past, but passing, passing them on the restorative power of Christ. You know what else I caught from that ring story? That it wasn't until she forgave her mother that her gift of storytelling became completely uncovered. A woman who had a reading problem labeled with ADD in her 60s is now an award-winning author. And it's because she allowed the power of forgiveness to completely completely wash over her heart so that God could uncover everything that he designed and purposed for her to have. Ladies, I speak healing and forgiveness over your life so the true you will be revealed so that you can begin to embrace the woman God created and designed you to be. So much of what we really need to be to what we really need to thrive is dependent upon the things we refuse to let go and give to God. Ladies, let Laura's story remind you that God is in the business of restoration. And when he restores a life, the old surely passes away. And behold, we become new creatures in Christ Jesus And then we're able to recreate that in the lives that we are now responsible for. So ladies, hold on to the truth of what you've learned in these past episodes and begin to allow those things to manifest in your life. I hope, despite whatever is going on in the world today, that you will hold on to these truths and that you will not allow anything to distract you or to keep you bound with fear and doubt and any other emotion aimed at pulling you away from the truth of the gospel. Well, ladies, thank you for tuning in. I hope this episode blessed you as much as it did me. Before we depart, a quick reminder to head on over to the show notes where you will find all the info to keep in contact with being e and to learn more about our guests. Make sure to let them know being Eve sent you. Last but certainly not least, ladies, don't forget to review, share, and subscribe. This is your opportunity to let the whole world know 
where we gather for absolutely free. As always, ladies, please continue to love, live, and thrive without losing the authentic you.